Hello, and welcome back to the Wednesday Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden. Menu, please. And I'm your co-host, Ryan. Uh, I guess we'll have some freshly squeezed orange juice today. Very specific, but that is one of my favorite drinks, Ryan. It's got to be fresh. That's good. Um, How has your week been so far? So, uh... As everyone knows, uh, we, we talked about before we started university. For me, it's my second year. For Jane, this is first. Yes, it is. So for me, it's been a pretty slow week. Uh, had one or two lectures, but some of them are just uh, recordings. Right. So honestly, there's not, not much to talk about other than the usual university work. Yeah. I want to hear more about you, Jane, because you just because it's your first year and you just uh, you just yeah. moved. Yes, I did. There's a lot. Very busy. So we'll go back to the first week. So we started classes last Tuesday. And mm-hmm. when I got all this stuff, I was very stressed out about it because it was like a lot to see. Yeah. And it was very overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. But as kind of the day went on, I kind of like or started organizing and like planning things out. I printed out all my course schedules so I could figure out the due dates. And I became a lot less stressed because things became more manageable for that mm-hmm. academic time, which is nice. Um... And then I looked over some of the lectures and the material and such. And like some of the professors are doing really good stuff. Um, for example, my aviation course, I'm taking aviation geography, which is um, one of the newer programs at Waterloo. And uh, one of the primary courses you have to take for first years is Aviation 100. So it looks into the different aspects of the aviation industry. And our first lecture was on aviation law, which I didn't even think about. Very interesting. And aviation professor. law. Aviation law, yeah. There's a lot involved there. Some good I would think time. so. So yeah. could you tell us a bit about that? Is it Does it deal with other countries' uh, regulations? Yeah. So let me pull up my notes. So basically, um, after World War One, the aviation industry took like a hit. Not a hit, sorry, mm-hmm. boom. It started. That's when um, people started to do commercial and entrepreneurship aviation. So they started to have to come up with regulations to uh-huh. enforce like, safety for aviation. So in 1919, so that's around, um, right after the war, with World War One, they um, had the Paris, um, it was a convention designed to regulate the aviation rules for the Europe. Because um, at the time you couldn't fly across the world. So they only really thought about um, aviation laws in Europe. So they came up with many rules and they formed this organization. I forget the name of it. ICANN, that's what it's called. It's the predecessor to the ICO. I don't know if I'm saying that right. There's a way to say it that aviation professionals do. But basically, this is like the oversight committee. It's like the aviation version of the UN, basically. Okay. Um, yeah. So they developed these aviation laws and kind of these standardized systems so you can have safety. Because you don't want to have people doing things differently if you're flying around the world. Because that's, that's true. Complicated and such. So how many countries are part of this uh, part of this organization? Um, the new one. So I co I think, and uh, there's 130 something. So it's basically every country is involved in this oh, organization. Wow. Yeah, and they meet every three years. So it's very similar to the UN. And I kind of work with the UN because they have a general assembly and then they kind of like, they meet every three years and they have a smaller kind of security council in a way where they kind of like discuss. Um, for example, um, in the late 60s, they had an emergency meeting on how to address, because at the time there's a lot of hijackings. So they came together to kind of figure out new security measures. So that's kind of the work they do to protect and keep the aviation industry working well, which is fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Like as people, we don't really think about these things, but yeah, exactly. there's a huge like network going on behind the scenes. 
exactly. Um, one of the most interesting things that I found was the freedoms of the air. So there's these nine kind of rules on like how to regulate um, flying. So the first one is fly over each other's countries without landing. So that's one of the freedoms because there's sovereignty involved in the air that you don't even think about. So they wanted to find um, these rules and kind of these things that everyone could agree on as like just ways to, to govern mm-hmm. sovereignty in the air. So there's a bunch, there's fly over each other's countries, land in another state for non-traffic purposes. That's one of the, that's the second one. So like refueling our emergency landing. And then also like commercial travel. So fly to another country and land and pick up things. So it's interesting, definitely. Mm-hmm. Tell us about uh, your move and how you're, how you're faring over there. Oh yeah. Um, so I moved last Saturday. It, it was actually pretty, it was easier than I expected. I bring, didn't bring much stuff because I thought I was really going to have a lot of space. But it turns out that it's very spacious. And I've added a lot of things in the last week. I went home um, the other day to pick up some more things that I wanted to grab. Um, it's nice though, being in this like new place. It's, I think I can definitely focus more here than I could at home. Um, just like the space is better for my like academic kind of centeredness and then also there's other people in my program here to kind of like interact with which is nice yeah especially because uh, sometimes at home you're just way too cozy and you just exactly. don't want to work exactly. I do have a nice bed here but again just feeling being on campus kind of like kind of switches something and makes me a little more focused mm-hmm. less distractions definitely yeah um, good food here I would say that's one of the things. I'm worried about gaining some weight because they do feed yeah, you I heard a lot. you get five meals, was it? I get five meals, but I only use three. Okay. Yeah. That's I don't a lot of meals. It's a lot of food, honestly. But it's good food most of the time. I would say like... Any memorable food, ones? Memorable. So today we had pierogies, and yesterday I was craving pierogies so much, so I bought some, but then they gave me pierogies today. Wow. Yeah. Last week, there was this lovely... Um, pasta like a pesto something it was very good there's a lot of nice foods they have. breakfast is great too so is it served on a platter or uh, is it like a buffet type thing it's a so they do it i think it used to be buffet but since covid happened you can't really have oh yeah that. yeah that's true so they, they they put out the food for you and they give you the plates or if you want you can take it up to your room mm-hmm. which is sometimes better if you want to like study and such yep good yeah wow that's a really eventful week jane yeah, it has been a very busy few days. Busy week and such, yeah. So I um, guess we'll move on. Yeah, so we'll what's uh, on the menu today? Okay, so we have your classic segment, Love It, Hate It, Why. Then we're going to do a story generator. So I looked, looked up this um, this plot generator. So what we're going to do is we're going to just fill in the different like boxes. And then we're going to come up with a little story mm-hmm. um, that you're going to give me. We're going to do it together. And then uh, we're going to do interesting facts by Google. And then also this New York Times article, 140 questions to write or talk about, which I feel like could be interesting to kind of look at these different ideas. Mm-hmm. So we'll start off with the classic Ryan segment. Love it, hate it, why though? Okay, love it, hate it, why is a segment where I do. Most OSA listeners already know about it, but it's a segment where I give the user t- or the other person a topic and they either respond love it or hate it and I try to say why in hopefully different tones and they give me a one word reason why they either love it or hate it so the list is a bit shorter this week so let's uh I'll put one minute on 
And Jaden, are you ready? I am ready. Alright. Three, two, one, dust. Hate it. Why? Allergies. Motorcycles. Love it. Why? Space. Small. Mm -hmm. Highlighters. Love it. Why? Useful. Squeaky toys. Love it. Why? Childhood. Mm -hmm. Calendars. Love it. Why? Art. Philosophy. Love it. Why? Questions. Picture frames. Love it. Why? Photography. Schedules. Hate it. Why? Work. Wires. Wires? As in, yep, just like a wire versus wireless, I guess. Oh, okay. Ooh. Love it. Why? Faster. Kazoo. Love it. Why? Kazoo. Very true. Yes. Also, the last. Okay. So, for the last one today, uh, mountains. Love it. Why? Beautiful. Alright, I guess uh, we'll go through a couple. So, yeah. tell me about your favorite mountain you've seen so far. Ooh, over in Jasper. Alberta, Jasper. Last year. There's this, I don't even remember the name of it. Maybe not even Jasper, just like the Rockies. They're mm -hmm. beautiful mountains. Or Fuji. It's tough. Hey, Fuji was nice. Yeah. Sure. Just mountains in general that are very yeah. beautiful. Yeah. We were very lucky we to were. be able to see it. Uh, let's... So I guess we could talk about your uh, your hate for schedules and work. Yeah. Well, the thing I like I like being organized, but then like whenever you look at a schedule, a lot of times it's like very stressful because like you see like this impending due date, and you're like oh, I have to do this by this certain time. It's kind of like intimidating. So that's mm -hmm. what kind of against. Yeah. But when it comes to university, you kind of have to make one because yeah, you really yeah. never really know what's due, what's not. Exactly. Uh, I guess we could talk about uh, dust. So, I, I heard you had an allergy to dust. I am allergic to dust. Um, so, I think a few years ago, I went to my grandparents' place. They recently moved out to Peterborough, and I was visiting them, and I had this, um, I started off with, like, a little bit of a cold, like, just normal cold symptoms, then it got worse, and then in the nighttime, I was having trouble breathing, and it was, like, very hard. I was, like, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Um, so then I went back to the city the next day because it was, it was very tough for me and it started to like to die down a little bit as I was getting there and I got um, I forget the medicine basically I had a puffer and they gave me some sort of medicine but then ever since then I've kind of like realized that there's like dust kind of affects me in a, a negative way and gives me like a it can get bad but it hasn't gotten as bad as that recently but yeah yeah that's uh like around like cleaning season, I try to like wear either like uh, a cloth or a mask mm -hmm. uh, before I get cleaning, and yeah, yeah. it's sometimes it just makes your like nose really runny. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh honestly, it's just the worst. If yeah, dust yeah. just disappeared from the earth, one day the world would be a lot cleaner. Mm -hmm. But then I we wouldn't have a world either. That's true. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I need to like search what would happen if like the world just lost dust all of a sudden yeah there's a lot of interesting questions that uh like people ask on places like twitter 
Alright, I guess that concludes my segment for today. Okay. We'll jump into... Let's switch it up. Usually we do interesting facts. But let's jump into this one of the questions here. So... Number seven here is, does keeping a messy desk make people more creative? What's your thoughts on that, Ryan? On, like, clean versus messy rooms and such? A messy desk. Uh, so, in my opinion, I feel like a mess- messy desk is just a huge distraction. Distraction, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. even because, uh, for example, when you're doing work, sometimes you just look at it, look, look at this mess, maybe I should clean it now. And then you waste, like, a, an hour to a couple hours just making your desk look nicer. That's true. But in a, in a certain way, if you're like a, for example, if you have a passion for like a, I don't know, clay, claymation or something, maybe you have yeah. a bunch of figures around your desk, but also like this, it also shows the person's personality. Exactly. That's my thoughts too. I feel like in some circumstances, like if you're a painter and you have like a very, a desk covered in paint, I feel like that's okay because it's mm-hmm. kind of a part of the art. Yeah, you know, having that kind of style and aesthetic. So I'm not for that, but like, if I'm doing like academic work, like a paper or something, I want tidiness that really helps, like focus yep. to write this stuff. Yeah. For example, my desk personally right now it's a it's pretty cluttered. There's just a lot of stuff on it. Right. So I'm so I've been spending a lot of time just like trying to see what I can move, where I can like mm-hmm. change things. Because right. uh, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, my PC case arrived, mm-hmm. so I had to put it on my desk somewhere. Right. And the best spot was just like on the edge of the desk, but it's uh I'm like a I've lost like the 20 30 centimeters worth of space. Right. I had to move my monitor and everything over. Have you started building it yet, if you think? So, I don't have the money like for a lot right now, so I just have the case right. and I saw s- the RAM with the RAM sticks were uh, like on sale, so I bought that too. Mm-hmm. I can send you a picture, but it's it's really just a case and s- inside is just like a box of RAM. That would still be nice to see. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a nice looking case. I also, I'll definitely like send you a picture. Okay. The next Tell me about your desk before uh, we desk? continue. It's, it's probably tiny. pretty like clean. Yeah. It's I like it clean. The only things that's on it is like to my right here. I have my my notebook and like my schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few like little knickknacks that I like are significant to me, like a camera. I got them yep. and a little airplane. Um, but I keep it tidy because it's it's just nicer to look at overall. Yeah, you need to show me and like tell me how to like unclutter things. I'll need your advice later. Yeah, I like to just put things away. Just like if it, I like if it's out of sight, then I can kind of deal with it better. So sometimes it's not like amazingly tidy. It's just like visually tidy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely ask you for advice later. So let's move on. Sounds good. Uh, we'll look at this in here. Should video games be considered a sport? What's your thoughts on this, Ryan? Uh, I guess you could like classify it something like like uh like chess. Chess is considered a sport too, right? Because Ooh. it works instead of the physical body, it works like your mind. So I feel like, in my opinion, anything that really challenges like a part of your body should be considered a sport. Okay, I like that. And video gaming is something that requires a lot of teamwork, so you can really. And that's uh, that's like the goal of a lot of Olympic sports too, teamwork. Right. I like that. Honestly, I feel like it could be. But the thing about it is, people don't really take it seriously. That's the issue. Yeah, it's true. I think one day, like, 
if it becomes more like the visuals and the graphics and kind of just how the the controls of it work too i think like people would take it more seriously mm -hmm. that's that yeah it's also the mentality of like older people right because uh yeah. this new thing just like rushed in and then everyone's wanting to do it i'm not too sure how, what to think about it but that's just my take on it right now okay um let's do one more of these and then we'll, we'll move on we'll come back to it after mm. let's see How do you feel about um, diversity in media? So like TV or like movies? Do you feel like um, it's being, I feel like it's diverse enough? Let's see. Oh, that's a hard question. But like in a way, it's a, uh, I, I, I feel like there's like a spectrum. Like there's too little diversity, too much diversity. For example, mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of the Hollywood movies, you would expect like white actors. Yeah. But then there's also like, people that try way too hard to be diverse for example certain some cartoons like they have every race every possible like topic yeah diversity I, I just feel like it's too much for what it is sometimes yeah it becomes a little it's harder to like follow i get mm -hmm. that yeah yeah I, I feel like there should be just a balance of it so have a bit of diversity and, and then have a bit of like uh tradition is what i think mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like it's um, overcompensating, you know, it's just mm -hmm. trying too hard. I feel like it can be done in, more, in a more natural way, which would be better. Yep. For example, uh, I remember The Walking Dead, they just started introducing characters like, oh, this character is uh, part of LGBT, this character is Asian, this right. person, this group is uh, all black. It's, it's, it was just a bit too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, th they should serve the plot, not an agenda. I think, exactly. Okay. So let's try to do this, this plot generator thing. Mm -hmm. So, the first question is, um, we'll just, I'll just do the fill-ins here. Yeah, so, just write down, what, write down the word. Yeah. Okay. What are we going to name our protagonist? Protagonist. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there, is there, can you give us the topics first before we dive okay. into the specifics? What does this, okay. What does the second character want from the protagonist? How does the second character feel about the protagonist, positively or negatively? Oh, these are hard questions. These are hard. Does it give us a, a prompt or any like? Anything to go off. Okay, so I guess we'll, I guess we'll do, just go with uh. Oh, this is really hard. I, can I guess we'll some of them too. I guess we'll go with a generic name. I guess we'll start with. How about Jerry? Jerry? Okay. Yep. Jerry Johnson, we'll call him. And the second character, uh, Rika Rakata. Rakata. No, uh, Susan Clifford, I like that one. Okay. Susan Clifford. And let's say that the second character wants a phone number. Mm -hmm. Um, The second character likes the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And something that the protagonist would like to say to the second character. I don't know. Let's see. Beam me up, Scotty, is the suggestion you were given. <laughs> beam oh. me up, Scotty. Sure. Where do you want to take place? Huh. Beam me up, Scotty. 
I guess that our sec. I guess we could do it in a. In a I'm thinking like farmland. Okay. Because what I'm thinking here is alien abduction. Okay. So, what's her name? Susan. Susan Clifford is. So our first character is Jerry J Gary Johnson, and our second is Susan. Okay. So what we practically have here is a, a inter interterrestrial love story. Yeah. So it it ends with. Jerry, yeah. saying beam me up, Scotty. So maybe that's after th the confession yeah. from Susan. Okay. So how does the protagonist feel about the farm? How does he feel? I think he, he like. Oh wait, no, maybe they don't. Maybe he I doesn't think... like it on the farm. Maybe he's been. Maybe it's been uh, too bland for his life. Mm -hmm. He'd like to experience something exciting. Yeah. Two adjectives that could be used to describe that place. Two adjectives. Sunny and bland. Bland. Four emotions. Emotion. Four emotions. Yes. Uh, I guess the first one will definitely be love. Love. Okay. Uh, second would be. Uh. What's what's a word for like unexcited? Boring. Bored. Bored. And then we'll do anxious and surprise. Yep. But wouldn't they technically be the same thing in a way? They are. Lonely okay. we'll do. We'll do lonely. Lonely, One, yep. Six adjectives to describe someone's character. Helpful. Cute. Optimistic. Kind. Kind is a good one, yeah. Funny and mean. Yep. An occasion. An occasion. Yeah. So like a bar, a party, a holiday, a funeral. Let's make it a disco. A disco. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. Aliens love disco. Three verbs. Running. Mm. Loving. Uh. Running, loving, and. Wow, this is it's getting harder by the second partying partying okay i guess that works we're gonna call our main a noun you might compare the main character to a noun a farmer yep is that a noun okay. is it i i should be yeah we're gonna call the um other person, an alien, mm -hmm. and we're gonna go with class. They asked about music. We're gonna go with trance because that was one of the options we're given. Piano. So, no, I like piano better. Piano for our farmland story and disco. Yeah. And they want a favorite drink. We'll do orange juice today. Yep. Does it autom automatically generate? It's gonna automatically generate at the end. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Kettle. Two objects, a kettle and a banana. Why not? Uh -huh. We're going to do dollars as a currency. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to be sunny, right? Yep. They want weather. Three animals. Three animals. Uh, we'll have a dog. Fox. Dog. Fox. And uh, I guess we'll have a rabbit. I was going to say cow, but okay. Actually, a cow, cow works too. Yeah. Two body parts. Uh, hands. 
I guess chest. No, actually, no, heart. We'll go with heart. Four adjectives describe physical characteristics. Physical Four. adjectives? Yeah. Oh, okay. Short. Short. Uh, guess we'll have him tall. Tall. Might as well. Pointy. Uh, what was it? Pointy. Pointy. And we'll go skinny. That's a good one. And our pen name's gonna be Brunch. I guess the person writing the story. Write me a short story. Okay, let's see what it's gonna have to do. Okay. Helpful Jerry Johnson, a short story by Brunch. Jerry Johnson had always hated Sunny Farmland. With its frantic, famous farms, it was a place where she felt love. She was a helpful, cute juice drinker with short hands and a tall heart. Her friends saw her as a frantic, famous farmer. Once she had even bought a quaint old lady back from the brink of death. Wow. That's wow. the sort of woman he was. Interesting. <laughs> I guess so. Jerry walked over to the window and reflected on her bland surroundings. The sunny teased like running fox. Okay. Then she saw something in the distance, or rather someone. It was a figure of Susan Clifford. Susan was a kind alien with skinny hands and pointy heart. Jerry gulped. She was not prepared for Susan. As Jerry stepped outside and Susan came closer, she could see the plain smile on her face. Susan gazed with the affection of 776 optimistic colossal cow, she said. What? <laughs> In her tones. I love you. <laughs> okay, one second. Susan gazed with the affection of a 776 optimistic colossal cow. She said in a hushed tone, I love you and I want a phone number. <laughs> Jerry looked back, even more lonely and still fingering a silver kettle. Susan beat me up, Scotty, she replied. They looked at each other with bored feelings, like two dangerous depressed dogs, blowing at a very funny disco, which had a piano music playing in the background, the two mean uncles parting to the beat. Okay. Jerry regarded Susan's skinny hands and pointing her. I feel the same way. Revealed. Relieved, sorry. Jerry with a delighted grin. Susan looked anxious, her emotions blushing like a bumpy old bloody banana. Wow. That's scary. Wow. Then Susan came inside of a nice glass of juice. Okay, interesting. Came inside of a nice glass I of juice. I don't know what that means. That's very interesting. Okay, well, that was our little story for today. Um, uh, we should do that again. That's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. I like that. I'm glad we found that. Um, we'll do some interesting facts. Do you have any today, Ryan? Yep. Uh, it's, I guess we'll shorten the list today. So, yep. how, what do you think? Uh, we should do like three. Three is a good number, I think. Okay, so my first fact, Jane, do you know when the first time uh first time OMG was used in writing? What? Sorry, OMG? Yeah. What's that? I don't know. That oh is. my god. Oh oh <laughs> of course it is. I'm gonna say sixteen fifty three. Very specific. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty like uh it wasn't too I'll I'll just say it. Like in it was first used in writing in 1917, right. but people people think it was a uh, like spoken a lot earlier. But people are not too sure. Mm-hmm. It was the acronym was used in a in a letter to uh, Winston Churchill. It was used by John Arbuth, Arbuthnot Fisher, a retired admiral of the British Army, who said in his letter, 
I hear that a new order of knighthood is on the tapis. O M O dot M G M dot G. Oh my god. In brackets. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. A British Navy man. <laughs> okay. To Winston Churchill. Interesting, yeah. Okay. Interesting fact from Jaden. Is an orca a shark or a whale? It's a whale. Yes, it is. Or a dolphin, um, technically. Yeah. The killer whale, orcas. Or orcas corcanus orca also referred to as the orca whale or orca that just tells you in there unless colony as the blackfish it's a toothed whale belonging to the ocean oceanic dolphin family killer whales are found in all oceans from the frigid arctic and antarctic regions to tropical seas yeah. it's just a very big dolphin it's it's, it's a very dolphin. cool dolphin yeah okay. i was hearing that um they're attacking boats now and it's not good because like they're gonna get hurt Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see. So Jane, in the in the summer, the Eiffel Tower technically actually uh, grows. It's it's actually a it's actually technically a physics thing. So the Eiffel Tower technically grows in the summer due to heat expansion of the tower's iron. Wow, that's cool. And yeah, it's a it's a basic thing we learned in physics. So he. You can heat up something and it will just expand a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. The Eiffel Tower grows up to six inches during the summer. Wow, it's pretty cool. And it shrinks six inches in the winter, I'm guessing. Yep, sometimes even more. Really? That's cool. That's just how heat works and molecules yeah. and all that. You can ask Paulina. Did not know. I will. She is the expert now, apparently. It's her job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is um, an expression and it's... Uh, what does it mean to throw the baby out with the bathwater? Have you ever heard of this expression, Ryan? I've heard it, and I and I've uh, I've heard what it means, but I completely forgot. Okay, I never heard of it, but it's interesting. Throw out the baby with the bathwater is an idiomatic expression and a concept used to suggest an avoidable error in which something good is eliminated. I'm trying to get rid of something bad, or in other words, rejecting the essential, a longing with its inessential. So, like, I guess throwing something good away with something bad, sounds like. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to say it, because I'm, I'm yeah. sure I've heard, like, the same meaning many times. Probably. Okay, this is a, a geography one. Okay. So, New Zealand is actually part of a much larger sunken landmass. Really? So, it's dubbed Zealandia, and it Zealandia. was only discovered Zealandia. Nice. Jane, you should search it up. It's very cool. Zealandia? Okay. Zealandia. It was only discovered after humans actually traveled to space. Really? As they, as they were able to see it, easily see its outline above the oh, Earth. I'm it up now. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. Some scientists believe it, it should be formally recognized as the world's eighth continent. Really? That's amazing. That's a really cool fact, right? It, it's because really... it's just that big. Really? I have to look that up now. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. You can do it right now. I will do it right now. Zealandia. How do I spell that? Uh, the Zealand. Zealand. I A. Oh. There it is. Oh. I'll read my fact out here. What is the only Nope, don't like that. Nope. Hmm. Do frogs have ears? That's the question. Don't they have holes? Or like something similar? 
yeah, let's see, frogs can hear both in the air and below water. They do not have external ears, the eardrums, gumpianic membranes are directly exposed and may be covered by a layer of skin or are visible as a circular air just behind the eye. Mm. Yeah, see Zealandia now. Wow, wow, that is really big. Wow, that's massive. Interesting, that's all sunken. Wow, that's a massive place. Do you know uh do you know where the the legend of Atlantis came from? Because uh, I feel like there's it's something related. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I know it's um I think it's Greek or Roman. And I think they kind of said oh, one of the spots oh, no. they were thinking it's it's in the, the Sahara, because that's in the area. Mm-hmm. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some civilization that was down there and it's now sunken, mm-hmm. but that's pretty cool. Yeah, to so think that like all of that is just submerged by water. Yeah. And I, I think that's three facts from each of us. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all for today as well. I think it was a very fun episode. I really like the... What was it? The storytelling. That was a fun little thing. I like that subject. I'm glad I found that. Um, anyways... It's been a pleasure, Ryan, as usual. We'll tune in next week. Um, If I remember how to do this, check, please. My name's been Jaden. I'm your host today. Credit, please. This was your co-host, Ryan. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.